0: Welcome to my podcast of fast about foods. About sports, about sports. Howdy Ags. Welcome to the tailgates, home of Aggie Football, Coach, the delivery man. What's up, Corey? What's up, Alejo? Man, living the life, brother, living the life. You know, just hanging out with my with my sling over here. Have you told anybody how that really happened? Huh? Did you tell anybody how that
1: really happened? No, we can't talk about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. About it. Uh, <laughs> Don't forget I was there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. That's no, important. Uh, my, my number one witness. Uh, there you go. So today's episode brought to you by Frida Homes, building Aggie dreams, custom home builders with over 15 years of experience in the Brazos Valley. If you're looking for someone that cares about you and the details you care about, Contact Frida homes Visit them on Instagram at Frida.Holmes or give Justin a call at 979-450-4466. When you call, just remember, everyone, everyone loves, loves their Frida Holmes. Their uh, folks, don't forget to email us at axtailgate at gmail.com. See us on YouTube. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Uh, it is my understanding we are back on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We will continue to try to get those posted for just the audio folk um, that want to just listen to the audio and it's when it's easier for them that way. So we'll continue to try to get that done. Corey, how's it going, man? Football season's about to start this weekend. Saturday's games, baby. Oh, I know, man. Right I can't here. wait.
1: Uh what do we? I think there's seven or eight games this weekend. I'm pretty sure we'll probably bet on every one of those games
0: guaranteed I already
1: got a guy i the chicken man already texted me telling me he likes Jacksonville
0: State plus one against UTEP I can't tell you how much I disagree with that
1: I do too man I was gonna text him back and he's like you're an idiot but he he's been on a heater lately with UFC he said he's been picking the UFC fights he's won about $2,200 in the last couple of weeks So I can't, you know, maybe. People that brag
0: about how much they're winning always forget to tell you all the losses. No, Oh, not
1: us here. Not here. We'll tell you (laughs) all of them.
0: We will tell you about the losses. Mm. Uh, First up. We've been pretty hot lately. Who's going to be the first upset this coming weekend? USC? What what are you thinking?
1: Uh, I don't (laughs) know if there really will be any upsets this weekend. I mean, Notre Dame's playing Navy.
0: Notre Dame, baby. Going down. Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> I like Notre Dame's quarterback. I like Sam Hartman. They got Hartman from uh, Wake Forest. Yeah. But the problem is they don't run the same offense there that he ran in Wake Forest. So you know, he's gonna be more of a drop back quarterback instead of faking the I run that, all the time.
0: And he's got he's got some pretty darn good tailbacks, man. So he, he should have the opportunity to hand it off and, and create right. some matchups for himself as a quarterback, right? But real quick, uh, I'll tell you: UTEP, Jacksonville State,
1: UMass, New Mexico State. Who gives a shit about that? That's like two of the worst teams in college football. Nobody. Ohio, San Diego State, Vanderbilt playing Hawaii. There you go, SEC. Hey, Vandy's favored by almost eighteen points.
0: Uh, I'm gonna take Vandy still. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna allow the upset there.
1: And USC and San Jose State. San, USC is fair by 31.
0: I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the upset on that one though. And then FIU and LaTeX. with the points, of course. Yeah, I got you. Um, all right, Corey, let's go through some comments here from uh, our folks, our friendly folks on the YouTube, uh, Jay Paul. Says uh don't sleep on Platt at tight end. He is the real deal. Uh hey, look, Jay, we agree. Oh, Platt's gonna be Oplatt's gonna be a player. Oh Platt's gonna be a player. Let me silence this damn phone. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's this year yet. I think, you know, uh, I think that. Um I think that there's some guys in front of him. Um, I think that he's not gonna be, you know, he's not gonna be ready to step on the field with the physicality as far as blocking and those types of things, right? So right. you know, he he's probably a year, a year off from being a part of that rotation, if you ask me. Um, but I do I I do like the kid a lot, and I think he's gonna be a weapon in the future as far as the passing is concerned. What are you thoughts, Corey?
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I think he might have a chance to play this year quite a bit with uh, Green getting hurt. But you have Max, you have the Swede, you have uh, – what's his name? Uh, Johnson. Hey, Johnson. D.O. I mean, you got a lot of four and five stars that already been recruited ahead, you know, before this guy even showed up to campus. I think he might get a little bit of time, which I would give him a little bit of time. But uh, there should be a lot of talent in that uh, tight end room.
0: Yeah, he, and he is a talented kid. I do expect him to be a big part of the passing game in, in in future years. I, I'm just not sure it's this year.
1: Yeah, have you seen him practice at all?
0: Yeah, he's he's an athletic, fluid kid. I mean, he's got good movement skills. You know, he's not he's not that he's not like super big right right now, right? He's just out of high school, right? So he's yeah. he does have some he does have some some growing to do as far as his physicality is concerned and those types of things. He's got to get in the weight room a little bit and, and put a little bit of uh mass on that way. Uh but but he's a fluid runner. He catches the ball well. You know, in, t- in time, he's gonna be a he's gonna be a guy that 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 helps this this passing game. I like I said, I just don't think it's this year. Gotcha. Um so let's see, who do we got here? Uh Tyler Eubanks says that uh someone's gonna have to stay up and block tight end. And you know, it sort of goes with what we were just talking about. I think we still have a lot of bodies. You know, and all those yeah. guys are pretty big, right? Well, you got Max still, you know? Max is still there. Look, Max like is more his... reliable for sure. And I do think that Max is yeah. gonna take quite a few reps, especially as a blocking tight end. You know, is right. a guy that, that that's been talked about as a as a pretty decent blocker as well. But don't, you know, don't look past Jake Johnson and Theo either because right. both of those guys are big-bodied, you know, kids that can go get the job done. Now, are, does that mean that, I don't know, that they're going to provide the effort that's necessary and, the, you know, the dedication to that side of the game? I hope so. I certainly hope so um, because that's the – you know, you you get that part of your game in and all of a sudden you become – Uh, the type of player that is all conference, you know, and later in life as an all, you know, as a pro, one of those pro bowl type guys, right? If you can block, I mean, think of, think of Gronk, you know, he was so good because of the fact that the dude actually was part of the running game as well. Um, And then when the mismatches came, I mean. He had great hands. Yeah. He could So big, ran good routes.
1: Hey, I had a question for you. Yeah. We're talking about tight ends. So if you're a defensive coordinator, what aspect of the Aggie game are you trying to shut down first? If I'm a defensive coordinator, what I'm doing first of all is I want to test that offensive line to see if they're as bad as last year, right? Yeah. So you test them by – you bring pressure, right? You're going to stunt. You're going to do the stunts, the stupid stunts that you always talk about. Yep. Now, the reason I'm saying about tight ends because you're talking about blocking tight ends. I think that's going to have a a lot to do with chipping – and the second part is our weapons are on the outside, right? Nobody's thinking about our tight ends right now, or even maybe even our running backs because they're all pretty fresh. So the middle of the field should be wide open, don't you think? If the coach, yeah. if I'm thinking like Bobby Petrino, and I'm another, if I'm thinking like a defensive coordinator, I'm thinking the Aggies going to hurt me with their weapons on the outside because they're badass. And we know they have talent in the backfield. They got a five-star, one of the top running backs in the nation. At a high school, plus two other guys. I know they have some talent at tight end, but it's unproven. They couldn't even get on the field last year. So what? You see what I'm saying? Opportunities for tight ends are going to be there.
0: Look, I 100 percent agree with you. If I if I am a defensive coordinator, let's talk about week one against New Mexico. If I'm the New Mexico defensive Mm -hmm. coordinator, because you know this is not a talent house. Every play. This is not a talent versus talent, but that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm doing I'm a lot of stunting and, and, and twisting. I'm bringing inside linebackers. And you're probably right, leaving the middle of the field somewhat open because end of the day, I, I, don't, so. I don't believe that they're going to kill me with those tight ends. I don't think that, And I don't think that the offensive line is going to pick up the stunts. At least they didn't do it last year. So um, that's where I'm going to try to gain my advantage. And exactly. As far as on the other side you you can expect Bobby Petrino to try to get the ball outside pretty quick if if that's if that's the kind of issues that we're having right
1: yeah, I think so I mean that's what I'm thinking and now if we have a problem holding up on the auto line against New Mexico or New Mexico, whoever the hell we're playing i am I'm gonna fire Jimbo after that game
0: he's just gone we we'll, we'll know we'll know very quickly whether Adagio is doing any mm-hmm. better or not. Right. Um, or Jimbo's another comment here be from our Miami listener, Corey, our, our new King God, who's who's left uh, several messages with us. Uh, he says Miami has tons of weapons and the O line is going to be great. Uh, he wants us to do some research before we start talking. Said he is saving the last episode this uh, for until the game after Miami because he thinks we're going to get our ass whooped. What do you think? What?
1: Our ass whooped? Oh, God. Well, I think Miami, I think their offensive line, I've read up about it. They have a kid from Alabama that transferred in, uh, another kid from UCF, Central Florida. Um, They can't be any worse than they were last year. They get their top, I think, tackle Zion somebody. I can't remember his name back. Um, So they have two returning starters plus these two transfers. They can't be any worse than last year. The problem, yeah, the line sucked, but so did the quarterback. The quarterback was supposed to be up for the Heisman preseason he- Heisman height. I don't even know if he finished the season. I'm not sure what happened. I mean, he just – they lost to us and they lost to got it, Middle Tennessee State or somebody. They lost to – I mean, they – and they don't have weapons on the outside that I've heard of. So, I mean, they have talent. Don't get me wrong. Miami's going to have talent. And Mario, he was supposed to be known as a great coach coming in there as a recruiter and being from there, right?
0: Look, I don't believe in Mario Cristobal at all. He didn't do crap at Oregon. He ain't done crap at freaking Miami. But I'm going to let Fat Cheddar respond for me. Fat Cheddar, who left a note on this one, he says, we heard all this last year, and we still won with the worst team we've had in 15 years. So there you go. <laughs> uh The worst team in the SEC beat Miami last year. That was us, by the way. Um after Homeboy was kept talking about how good they were gonna be and how much they were gonna be us by 30. That's all that's all the research I need right there. Thank you, Fat Chetta, by the way. Yeah. Uh also our boy New King also asked if uh we're concerned that Connor has not been named a starter yet. High expectations is a five star, but not, he hasn't separated himself from uh Johnson. Any thoughts on that, Cork?
1: I don't get it. If Connor's not the starter, then something doesn't make sense. I mean, I think Max is a fine quarterback. He's a fine backup, but we're not going to get to where we want to be with Max Johnson as our starting quarterback. So, you know, Max could probably lead this team to a seven and five, eight and four record if he started all year. I want to do better than that to get to our ten and twos, eleven and ones. You know, conference championships. Connor's got to be the starter.
0: I can't be any more clear than I am going to be right now. I have no concern over this. Jimbo is just doing Jimbo things. Connor will be the starter. Let me say that again. Connor will be the starter. I don't care when he names him. There you go. agree with you. I'd say I can say this, but whatever. Chuck uh, has a bold prediction of his own. He says Connor will be in contention for the Heismans, Says he he thinks we're not completely sold on him, but he gave us he gave us a chance to win every game he played. The offense held him back. He circles four games on the on the calendar: Arkansas, Bama, Ole Miss, LSU. They could go two and two in those games. Not buying the hype on Tennessee. expects ten and two, but history says nine and three, maybe eight and four. Uh, I guess we just say thanks, Chuck. You know. I think uh, you've got yeah. something going there. Uh, I believe we expressed <laughs> a lot of the same sentiments last week, right?
1: Yeah. I think we have an all-around team. I don't think we need Connor to win the Heisman, but it would be nice.
0: Hey, it was your bold prediction, though, wasn't it? It could have been. <laughs> Who remembers last week? Uh, I don't know. I started to think. <laughs> uh, a little recruiting news, Corey. Uh, we had another offensive lineman, Blake Ivy, a big four-star kid. Uh, great recruit the fifth offensive line commit on this class, which I think is huge. Uh, they need a big offensive line class. It brings us up to around number seven, depending on which recruiting circles you're looking to looking at and 20 total recruits in the class. So the class is shaping up, but we've talked about it before, you know, uh, this class is going to be made or not made based off of what they do on the field this year. Right.
1: Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. If they win, We'll keep them all and then get some more. But if they lose,
0: sayonara. Uh, Warren Moon comes and speaks to the team. Corey, what's your thoughts on that?
1: What I, What did he have to say? Do you have any idea what he had to say to the team? Because I mean, what would he say? Like, hey, don't get a big lead and lose it. I mean, what do you say?
0: <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? I mean. Hey, might be able to tell him a lot about the sexual harassment thing. You know, after after he speaks, maybe it's a good thing that the Aggies don't have cheerleaders. Um, so go. we'll go from, we'll go with that. <laughs>
1: Why is Warren Moon speaking
0: to the team? Uh, you know, something that he, I didn't know about. He, I guess. Look, I,
1: he,
0: he, to be fair, he was he was an All Pro, Hall of Fame quarterback. So I guess maybe something to do with that. Hey, dude,
1: that guy can chunk it all over the field. I'll give him that
0: much. I mean, he was great.
1: He had a, He threw a beautiful ball, man. that did. I mean, just tight. Oh, loved it.
0: Yeah, no. That that is that is true. That is very true. Uh So Jimbo Corey had a presser this Monday. Oh, uh this We're not going to spend a, a lot of time on this, but you know, just as usual, same old gibberish. Not saying much, you know. Everybody's doing great. Physical, competitive scrimmage, yeah. uh, and then obviously told us no announcement on the quarterbacks. So, you know, I guess a, a, if anything to take from the whole the whole presser was they came out of the scrimmage healthy. Uh, Fathery is starting to get some reps. He played some, so he's starting to get back into the into the mix. And then apparently Foster, who's always out and still is. Uh, is, is scheduled to be back sometime, sometime soon. So, um, you know, that's probably about Foster all we expect, can take from that.
1: Is Foster expecting to start the season?
0: I think he the heard? closer we get to the season, the less I, the less likely I find that to happen.
1: Yeah, seriously. I mean, so who's starting center?
0: I believe Nabu right now is probably getting the majority of the reps. Strickland Strickland is also getting a bunch of reps. So between those two guys, I think they're taking the the majority of the, the center reps right now.
1: Hey, by the way, I did hear today Haynes King was announced starting quarterback for Georgia Tech.
0: hey Hey Let's man cool shout out to our boys. Congratulations Haynes. to Haynes. You know how much I like that kid. I know, I know. I'll just give you a heads up. I appreciate the heads up on that man. Good good news, man. And and I and I think he's gonna be throwing to a former Aggie in Chase Lane. And yeah. you know, Andre White on the other side of the uh, of the uh of the field will uh, be helping <laughs> fen yeah, I
1: think it's funny we give Boston College shit for you know us taking Boston college players, and Georgia Tech comes and takes three of ours. What' can that do? <laughs> there's a five and seventeen here. take three of our players, go ahead,
0: yeah, and they're getting better,
1: yeah, they are God, they have
0: shitty talent over there all right i, I do have one comment on, on one of Jimbo's deals from this press conference, so he made it a point he made it a point to tell everybody that during the scrimmage, you know, it was good for the quarterbacks. It was good for the quarterbacks because um, they had time in the pocket in order to throw the football, to go through their reads, to do those things. So the quarterbacks were really excited and happy after the scrimmage because they were able to just play ball, you know, so protection.
1: So they're getting protection by their offensive line? Yeah, you tell me what. What defensive line was coming after him? Was it Durkin running a three-man front?
0: I this is my problem with this comment, right? Our defensive line is supposed to be the strength of this team, not just offensively or defensively. The strength of this team, period. I mean, we've got 17 number one defensive line recruits in the last three years. This tells me that Durkin is up to his usual tricks, basically playing three-man line, dropping defensive ends into coverage, and allowing an offensive line to feel comfortable by only blocking three guys with five. That's what this is telling me. It absolutely has nothing to do with the offensive line, by the way.
1: (laughs) Nothing. Hey, the guy I was talking to that took uh, Jackson State, I asked him about Durkin when he was – because he's a he's from Old Miss.
0: Yeah.
1: And I said, hey, what do you think about us getting Durkin? He goes, that guy sucks. <laughs> That's what he told me. He goes, that guy sucks. He's like, you're not sorry you lost him over there at Old Miss? He goes, hell no. That guy sucks. Look, People exactly at
0: Maryland, we're happy to see him go. People <laughs> at Michigan, were happy to see him go. People at all the places he's been, we're all happy to see him go.
1: Well see, uh, I didn't know that he was in a some kind of scandal thing at Maryland about a kid dying. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Damn. also true. I talked about uh, it today. Yeah. David Pollack, former ESPN analyst, he's been fired. And uh, What former, was he fired for? Apparently he's he was fired for not being entertaining. I don't know. I mean, what do you get fired for at ESPN? Either either that or for harassing a coworker or something, probably. He probably wouldn't take a pay cut. <laughs> he probably wouldn't because nobody watches ESPN anymore. That's probably pretty much the reason they fired him, right? Like, uh, they don't actually show like sporting events that are quality. Yeah, I haven't
1: watched Sports Center in, in forever, man. I just watch,
0: they don't TV anymore, right? you know, show five years, right? Uh, he's a on player, the podcast, player, though.
1: Yeah, he went to Georgia.
0: And he felt, I guess, the need to comment. He was on, I think, with uh, – who's the former Alabama quarterback that's over there with ESPN? I know you're talking
1: about. It. I can't remember his
0: name. Yeah, I'm I'm losing his name too. But he was on with him on the radio. And he, he just had to tell everybody that he can't trust A&M. He's got no faith in A&M. He can't trust them because well, of the culture. And he went on to elaborate from that. What are your thoughts on Pollock's commentary?
1: I think it's uh, sound. I can understand that because I mean, what what's there to trust? What have we shown anybody? We went five and seven last year with all this supposed talent. We've we we haven't won the big games. We won a couple games. What one game against Alabama when Johnny was here and we made some noise. But it seems like whenever we get up, we come right back down.
0: Zach yeah, Calzada. Zach Zach Calzada beat Alabama, buddy.
1: Well, okay, that's what I'm saying. But what did they do next? What happened after that?
0: <laughs> they lost. Um, I'm no, I agree with you. Look, I agree with you. You can't he's he's right, right? You can't trust him. You can't trust him. They gotta show it. Now, I don't know what he's talking yeah. about, culture and all that, blah, 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 blah. You know, he he's he's definitely looking for some attention. I'm guessing he needs another job. Uh, but we're we're hired. <laughs> we pod. pay well too. And we pay well. Yeah. There you go. Uh all right, so ten days from the start of the season, Saturday, September the second at six PM. Kyle, can't wait on ESPN. Corey, live, live on ESPN, baby.
1: Yeah,
0: the big, the big network, the big network.
1: Dude, I know what we'll be doing. We'll be getting.
0: That is correct. That's and our draft you know, day. There's still some tickets available. You can get them cheap, anywhere from twenty five dollars to five hundred bucks. You know, depending oh, on I take it
1: five hundred.
0: Yeah, I mean five hundred. That ain't shit. shit that ain't uh, shit. You know they're offering tailgate packages where they the A and M puts up the tailgate for you. All it takes care of everything, starting at what? like six hundred dollars it goes all the way up to like for New Mexico, it goes all the way up to like thirty five hundred. You know, some what of, for some of the big games, yeah. For some of the big games, it goes like up to ten thousand dollars for like Alabama and whatnot. So you can
1: do, tailgate,
0: yeah. You can do a tailgate package with the Aggies, and they will set it up for you with chairs, a tent. Does Jimbo come say hi? Fables. Jimbo will not come say hi. Oh fuck
1: that!
0: So that's a bet- that's actually an added bonus. They charge you more because of it. <laughs> uh, so you gonna get yourself a tailgate party?
1: No, I'll be at the bar.
0: Ten grand? No, no problem. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I mean, I've gotten old enough where I don't even want to go to the games anymore. I enjoy watching them from the TV where I can watch a whole bunch and I don't have to sweat my ass off because I usually leave by halftime anyway. Every hey. game I think we've been to, we leave it freaking halftime.
0: And here's the thing, Corey. On this what? specific day, that morning, we're going to be having a draft. That's and what I'm a saying. fantasy football draft. So we're yeah. probably going to start drinking pretty early. By 6 o'clock, there's no telling whether we're even going to be, like, awake.
1: It's usually not a good sign when I start that early. And most of my <laughs> good friends know this.
0: <laughs> All right, let's get into a couple of uh, – uh, Talking points here for the 2023 Texas A&M football season, brother. Uh, let's right, start ahead. on the defensive side, man. I just want to go through some players and different things that we expect All right. to sort of excel this year. Uh, yeah. Let's start on defense. Who do you All expect right. to be your defensive MVP? McKinley Jackson. I like that call.
1: It's. A, it's a, it was a toss-up between him and Chappelle, but I'm taking. I'm sticking with Jackson.
0: Yeah, I I think McKinley's a good call. I, I do think that, in all honesty, he is the sort of a rock in the middle of that defense. He makes a difference because he allows everybody else a little bit more freedom to play, right? Um, yeah. Last year we saw it when he wasn't there, when he was there, when he got healthy towards the end of the year, that defense was better. But at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, Durkin's still going to have to – Call plays, right? Right. I think and I think that's gonna be an important piece too. I there's a couple of other guys I want to mention here because I think that they've got a chance to also to be the MVP. You named one of them, Chappelle. You know, if that guy progresses to what I think he's gonna progress this year into a shutdown corner where he is taking away one side of the field, you know, you can do so many other things with the rest of the guys in that secondary. Uh, to help yourself and do different, you know, blitz packages and everything else. So, you know, if he's able to take that next step and become a premier corner in the SEC, which I think he can, he could be the MVP for this team. And then there's one other guy I'm going to bring up. Actually, there's two other guys I'm still going to bring up. Anderson. Bryce Anderson was one of them. And I – man, everything, everything I'm hearing is – Absolutely through the roof on Bryce Anderson. The dude yeah. is, 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 I mean, making such a difference, such an impression. Every day in practice, he comes to work, 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 and he never lets up. The dude is a football player, and I I am excited to see year two of Bryce Anderson. He's got a chance. Okay. And then the other guy is a guy that I've been high on. Silla. Turner, Turner. I think yes. Oh, uh, Shamar Turner. Shamar Turner is a guy that's going to take a huge step forward from his second to third year. You know, those junior year defensive linemen, man. That's when a lot of these guys start to just absolutely blow up. I expect yeah. him to do so. I think he. You look at him, and he looks stout. I mean, incredibly stout. I was impressed by how he looked in the spring coming off the ball, playing a lot of defensive end. I think they they move him inside during during passing situations where he can also be very disruptive. And so he can yeah. be an inside-outside force, a lot like a guy like Lial who was huge impact on those defenses. And so I think he's got an opportunity to be the defensive MVP as well from his growth from year two to three.
1: I hear you. I like that.
0: I'm surprised about most- you didn't
1: go with Silla or Diggs or whatever. I'm surprised you didn't go with any of those defensive ends besides Turner.
0: Yeah, I think uh, at least one of those names is going to come up here shortly. All right, go ahead. Uh, most improved. I'll say
1: Cooper at linebacker because I don't think he uh, can have as bad a season as he did last year because we were expecting a lot last year out of him. I think the expectation level is down this year because – We saw what happened last year, so I think he'll come out and have
0: a good season. I love, 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 love that pick. I love, love, love that pick. His teammates, his teammates have been raving, raving about how he's come to work this year. Like, you know, just absolute attention to detail, all go all the time. And when his teammates have compared a very – let's say, nonchalant last year, Cooper, to the guy that showed up this year, man, that has just been – seems to be a lot more dedicated to the craft, I have a feeling he's got to be that guy, like you said. Not to mention, he's been now on campus for four years, right? Right. I mean, it's his time. Because the young guys coming up behind him are showing things. Linebackers like Torian York like Harris and some of these other guys, eventually they're going to take his spot. If he can't, if this isn't the year he takes that step, one of those other guys is going to jump. Gotcha. So I love that pick. Turner is obviously a guy that I believe is going to be hugely improved because I just talked to you about the fact that I think he's got an opportunity to be one of the MVPs. He wasn't right. there last year, right? But then, you know, and we just talked about Anderson as well, right? So both of those guys have to be in the conversation. Right. Another two guys. We've talked a lot about them. How about a surprise performer? And I think this is where I go back to a guy you mentioned earlier.
1: Who are you talking about, Silla?
0: Malik Silla, for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking surprise is going to be one of the I'm, – because I'm not expecting anything. I want to see how they play. It's going to be one of those transfers that's going to get some PT. I don't know what to expect from those guys. That's why I'm going to say it's a surprise. Whatever they give me and show me, because so, I have
0: no idea. So Grimes, you talking Grimes or – Grimes Barry? or uh,
1: what's the kid's name from Boston College? DeBerry. And I'm hearing better things about the than I am Grimes right now. So, I mean, we'll see. You know, it's I think the surprise players will be who's ever on the opposite side of Chappelle.
0: Yeah, I definitely got – I definitely got Josh the Barry on that list. I think he's he definitely could be a surprise guy, especially – if he's taking a lot of those, those refs at the opposite corner. Um, but I, I do think my number one guy is probably Silla and I, and, I, and maybe he's not a surprise because I've been touting his name all summer long. Maybe that's yeah, not yeah. a surprise, right? Um, right. but I think a lot of folks don't, don't remember Silla as part of that amazing, amazing number one recruiting class, right? They don't remember right. that he was one of the first defensive linemen on that list and how, how highly recruited that guy was. They don't, they haven't, been paying attention because they keep thinking about, you know, uh, Stewart and freaking Nolan and Brunlo Dindy and all those guys with good reason, right. To think about those guys, but they've sort of, White they've sort of lost track of Silla who all of a sudden has looked just absolutely phenomenal coming off the edge, explosive, explosive. Right. And so I think he does become a little bit of a surprise there. Um, I stated last week that he's going to be the leader in sacks for this AM football team. I still believe that. And I think that would also be a surprise. I'm going to give you one more name here, Corey, because because he very well could be getting a lot of reps opposite of Chappelle. And that's Javon Thomas, the freshman. Um, the guy has from? been showing out in practice. Is he one of the guys from the small towns? He's he sort of was the more one of the bigger recruits. Uh, Dalton okay. Brooks, one of the, the kid from Shiner. Uh, yeah, that's who I was and, thinking Yeah, so you know he's he's also been getting a lot of a lot of pub as well. Um, so so you know some of those small to, small town guys are also playing well. But I think Jay Thomas has a chance to actually be potentially a starter on this defense at that at, at that number two corner spot. And if that's the case really? – That'll be a huge surprise because everybody expected it to be Grimes. Grimes me. Everybody but me. And and a lot of folks now expect it to be Josh DeBerry, right? So so one of those transfers should be getting the reps. One of those guys has been you know played college football for a few years now. The reps, the you know, and the experience sort of point to that. But at the same time, we know it's all about production, baby. It's all about
1: right. baby. Absolutely. You know, it's crazy. We're talking about the best of these players on the defense, and we haven't said Damani Richardson's name at all. Isn't that something? So, Ham or uh, what's his name? Gilbert. We haven't said our, what's his name? The other I'm guy? I'll tell
0: you this. Jordan Gilbert, I think, is, could be listed in the surprise group because I think he's going to have a pretty darn good year. I think Gilbert. I thought is, he
1: had a good season last year. I thought he was yeah. solid last year.
0: Yeah. And I expect We're him to take giving, another step forward. You know what I mean? We haven't talked much about him this whole offseason. season. No, and that's probably an oversight on our part. Good job bringing him up right there, Corey. Because that dude—that dude to me is a very solid player. He's—he is a good, good, good player. And last year, he might have been, especially because of the fact that Antonio Johnson was hurt for a part of the season, he might have been your best safety overall as a safety, right? Better than Damani. Yes. <laughs> You know, I love Damani, man. I love Damani. But, you know, the fact of the matter is that dude is constantly lost lost in coverage. And as a safety, you can't be lost in coverage. You just can't. And dude, so- I'll tell
1: you, you take two plays away from last season where Damani, those big plays he had, what else did he do?
0: Yeah, of course, those two plays won two games, right? Well,
1: oh, God, we could have finished up three and nine.
0: Yeah, uh, exactly. Isn't that something? That's terrible. That's terrible. Isn't that something? Uh, all right. Next, next category here: best <laughs> DB. I think this is the easiest one of, of all that we've talked about. Best DB, Chappelle, Chappelle, Chappelle. hands down, yeah. no questions. No. All right, we're gonna move on from that because it's so easy. Best linebacker.
1: Uh, I'm gonna say Cooper. I don't know who else to put in that category right yet. I haven't seen anybody else really play it except for. I guess you could go Bradley. Russell. Uh, I'm not saying Russell.
0: <laughs> Sorry. No, yeah, not saying Russell either. Uh, I think it's got to be Cooper. It better be Cooper. How about that? It better yeah. be Cooper. Um, if it's not Cooper, they need to fire the linebacker coach and the defense coordinator. Fortunately, that's just one guy. I mean, uh, should we
1: count Overton and all those guys in there? Because, I mean, Jesus, he has them all playing damn near linebacker now.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. I think I think if it's not Cooper, it's probably – the guy, a guy we've heard a ton about all off season. Harris? The who? The freshman York.
1: Oh, I thought you were going
0: to say Harris or something. Dorian York. So, you know, it's funny to me that it's funny to me. Like these guys are, these guys are teammates, right? But it, York just showed up, right? He's been, he's been on campus for six months. Cause he, I think he was, here, he was here in the spring. So, uh, but the other day, they were interviewing Russell and uh you know he was talking about different players. that have been showing out. Of course he he mentions York and somebody asked, was, kind of responds like who? And and he goes Torian. Torian, is that how you say it? He doesn't even know how to say the guy's name. That's his teammate. I love it. Love it. Uh, good camaraderie there in the locker room. Clearly. Yeah. Um, but I do. I think it. I think it goes from Cooper. I think it goes to York a second. Look. Russell, I'm going to tell you what, and I was listening to it, like I said the other day in an interview. He's just not a football player, brother. He's not.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sure this is his last season, right?
0: I appreciate the dude for being a part of the team. There you go. <laughs> All right, best D lineman. Here's a tough one, man.
1: Not for me. I've already said the MVP is going to be McKinley Jackson. I, mean, I love Walter Nolan. I think Nolan's a beast. But I mean Nolan might be the best defensive lineman. Shamar Turner. I mean, you got you can name ten guys on that defensive line, but I think McKinley Jackson, he's my pick.
0: Sound, sound pick. And I think that, you know, hey, look, McKinley's gotta stay healthy, number one. Yeah, I obviously I, mean. I obviously went into why I think Shamar Turner is gonna be a beast this year. I I kind of expect it to be turn to to challenging McKinley Jackson. I think Walter Nolan is on the verge this year. I think he has a huge, huge improvement from last year. But I bet that Walter Nolan next year is a guy that all of a sudden goes and blows the heck up. And right. I say that because there's something about those guys, once they've been on campus for – they're into their third year, man. There's a difference, right. especially those guys up front. The development that goes through two years on campus, man, changes those dudes. This year, you can when you talk to Nolan, you can tell like he's a lot more focused on some of the mental aspects and this and this and that. Well, that's all fine and dandy, but at the end of the day, that year here where that all of, all becomes just kind of uh, it becomes n- natural, right? Then right. he's going to be another step forward, right? And to me, that's when that dude's just going to kill it. Mm. So I go with maybe a tie, split it. I'm going McKinley and Turner. Well, a what a freshman to watch on defense, man. Yeah,
1: you probably had Thomas kid you're talking about. Uh, I don't expect much from Hicks this year. There's too much depth of that defensive line for him to really – get enough playing time to make a difference. Maybe that York kid you are talking about. Um, other than that, I don't see
0: a whole a lot of freshmen making a difference this year. Yeah, Torrey in New York or Javon Thomas, I think one of those two guys probably is the biggest impact freshman on this defense. And I'll tell you this, you know, once again, it pisses me off, dude. It just pisses me off because it, it reminds me It reminds me of Kevin Summer. And Jimbo's press conference, and he's sitting there talking about – talking up the freshmen and how good they are, which is great and fine and dandy, right? Like, I love that. But then he goes another step and says, hey, look, these guys – these guys are going to play. This guy's a player. He's going to get on the field. He's going to play. Here's my problem, dude. Every year you come in and you give me an excuse that this this team is too young and inexperienced. And then every year, the next year, you go start off a bunch of freshmen. So at the end of the day – are, are you an inexperienced team or do you just start a bunch of inexperienced players? We've got a roster full of players that have been around. Don't put the freshmen on the field. Then you won't be inexperienced. Period. Easy yep. as that. You got me? I feel you. All right. There goes my soapbox. Thank you. All right. All right. Let's move to the offensive side, Corey. And right. uh, I want to change up our little order here. Let's start with best O line. Best O line. Uh,
1: God, I'm hoping it's Zune. I'm hoping he comes back healthy. Uh, I'd say, I'll probably say Zune because I don't trust Fathery or Robinson over there. Um, Dewberry, I like
0: him a lot, but I'd say Zune. So, you, I mean, you called it for me. It's Dewberry. Yeah, I figured it was. I I thought Dewberry was our best offensive lineman last last offensive lineman last year as a freshman. I think he's going to continue in that role. Um yeah. and look, that's not a knock on anybody else, dude. That dude that dude showed last year that he can play, so um right. I don't think that's a knock on anybody else, but you're right, there's a number of guys that have the opportunity to take that role. I mean, you would think that Robinson was a guy that stands out, but he's, you know, he's been on campus for 6 years and still hasn't shown it. And right. uh Fathery, you know, Fathery took a step back last year, so and he's coming off an injury. So you got to hope that he gets healthy, one, and then two, then can follow through, right? Right. Um, How about your best running back?
1: Well, I think Ruben Owens in the end of things will become the best running back, but at uh, the start of the season, like I don't know, probably Daniels. But I'd say, yeah, no, I no, think no. Owens is going to be the overall pick
0: there at the end of the season. I got a lot, a lot of love for Daniels, man, and I do think that Daniels ends up at just early in the season getting, getting plenty of reps and maybe shows that he's one of the he's the better back at the beginning. I have a feeling that as time goes by, Owens will eventually overtake him because that dude has got some special ability, right? And maybe it doesn't happen this year. Maybe it goes into next year, but I expect hey, I some by the season. He's getting love. I had some
1: guys at work giving Moss some love. Guys at work giving Moss love. They were like, hey, don't look, don't look past Moss, is what they're saying. So we'll see. Absolutely. And I don't like
0: taking anything away from Moss. I think the dude's a great, <laughs> great player and a big time athlete, but um. But I do like Daniels best. How about the best wide receiver? This is a tough question.
1: Best overall wide receiver on our team. Bye, Stewart. I mean, I like Moose. I like Anais. I like Thomas, but I think I think Stewart's the best overall.
0: I'm, look, I, I'm going to I'm going to reclassify Anias as sort of an all-purpose player because, yeah, because that's what he is. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not going to include him in this in this category. So I'm kind of doing my own, <laughs> just making my own rules up here, like I like yeah. And. Given that I said that now my choices are Stuart moose and thomas
1: well it's either moose or Stuart
0: I love moose yeah I love moose. I know you do I love moose and oh, if he's gonna if be coming off the bench had, if he had any other offensive coordinator coach yeah in the past couple of years, he'd have been an all the NFL by now probably in the NFL by now
1: yeah you know what I mean I can't believe he stuck around. I'm glad he did. I just can't believe he did. He must be be getting paid pretty
0: well. No doubt, man. No doubt. Hey, I'll send him a little NIL money. Love the dude. Um, How about the best tight end? He's hurt.
1: Green. (laughs) Uh, Until then, I mean, I guess Jake, Max. I like Max, but, you know, Max isn't going to get the ball down the field like uh, Jake and these other guys are.
0: Yeah, I guess we have to – I mean, I don't know. I, as much as I don't want to because the dude hasn't done anything, I guess I'm going to have yeah. to go with Jake, right? All right. I'm going to stick with it. Best there quarterback. All right, we already it's went through this. It's yeah, Connor. Connor. Yeah. Uh, freshman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe.
1: Freshman to watch?
0: Yeah, how about the freshman to watch? I think there's there's probably one answer to this question.
1: Well, I know everybody's thinking Owens, but I think Basantes might get on the field uh, before you know it. You know,
0: watch that freshman. Hey, that's a good that's a good point. I mean, they've been talking him up, and he's been running a yeah. lot for the first team. Obviously, especially right. his father, he doesn't get fully healthy. I think Basantes probably gets in there. I, I think it's still Ruben Owens, no matter what. It, here, here's my it is. and here's my thing with Basantes. I love the dude. You know, he's absolutely yeah. been showing out and doing some great things. But you don't want a freshman on your offensive line, buddy. You don't. No. you don't want him in there. Well, you had Dewberry last year, and you loved it. Yeah, no. I, I think maybe it's because the less they're coached by Adazio, the better they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's a good one. Uh, all right, how about this one? Uh, most improved player for this offense?
1: God, just pick a guy from the offensive line. Pick one. Any one of them. Any of them. Foster, Fathery, <laughs> Robinson,
0: even Zune. I mean, you yeah. any one of those guys. If the offensive line is even decent, you can just take any one of those guys and put his name on that on that award. Exactly. Uh, two other guys that you, you need to consider, Connor and Thomas. You know, everybody's been talking of Thomas and everything else, but obviously Connor. Uh, as he yeah. takes his team from a 22-point-a-game score to a 35-point-a-game score. I think that's that's a big deal. Right. Uh, surprise performers.
1: Johnson, tight end. I think Ooh. it's his time to shine.
0: Get an opportunity. Johnson bandwagon, huh? You got big Bad well, Brad, just... Brad has got your attention, huh?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you got take advantage of your opportunities. You only get, you know, so much time. This could be like the – What's his name? Came off the bench for the Yankees and
0: never let it go. Maris, who was it? Yeah, that sounds good. Um, hey, look, no, I, I, I he, look, he's got a great opportunity in front of him, right? I mean, I, 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 that's the first thing you need is an opportunity to get on the field. Um, exactly. I think there's a, you know, I think there's a couple of guys that I would throw in there, Nabu, because he may be your starting center in spite of everybody. It's The fact that everybody believes that frost is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. Um, and so I would probably put him into that conversation. Okay. All right, how about MVP?
1: Well, I mean, we have a good season. You know, I'd give the whole offensive line of MVP if, it, if we have a good season, but it's probably going to be Connor. That's just how it goes, right? It doesn't matter. I mean, he's going to distribute the ball to so many different wide receivers, it's going to be hard to pick one of those guys because – I can't imagine Stewart and Moose and Anias and Thomas all having the numbers that far apart. Is that you know? I'm going to call it it's a numbers game. I'm going to uh, call it Anias, and I'm going to tell you why. I, I mean, that's who I was leaning towards at first, but then I was like, you know, Connor's going to get the ball to all these guys and so many weapons. I'm going to go Connor.
0: Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong. At the end of the year, somebody they're going to vote Connor, right? If this offense is good, they're yeah. going to vote Connor because they always just give it to the quarterback. But in my opinion, it will be an IS because of this. One, he's going to have production as a receiver, right? There's that's, oh yeah, that's going to be there. Not only that, though, he, I think he's also going to have production carrying the football. He's going to get some carries in the running game. But to add to that, he's, he's a, he's a just absolutely phenomenal blocker for when his other guys catch, are catching the ball. His effort is always 100%, and the dude is the heart of the freaking team. And to for me, you? because of those reasons, some some of which are intangible, not tangible, I think he's the MVP for this offense. There you go. I like it. Questions from the tailgate, Corey, brought to you by David Coffin PLLC, Tax Controversy and Litigation Lawyers, Smart Solutions for Federal Tax Issues, Experience, Respect, and Representation for Taxpayers. Over 20 years of experience in tax controversy, helping taxpayers all over Texas. Call 817-251-7049. First question for you, buddy. Complete the sentence. Aggies win 10 or more games if...
1: they listen to our show. Listen to us. We tell you, stay out of your own way. The offensive line needs to play well. That's about it. The offensive line plays well, and Durkin doesn't... F it up on, as a defensive coordinator and go with three-man fronts. We, we, I think we win close to 10 games. I mean, if not more. You know, we could win 11 because uh, we have the talent.
0: Four or more defensive linemen on the field at all times, and you will win 10 games. How about that? Exactly. Yeah. I like it. Uh, how about this? Aggies win seven or less games if
1: the exact opposite. What we just said. Durkin starts coaching like he did last year, three three man lines. The offensive line can't protect anyone. Injury bug hits and everybody's out, you know. I and mean, it could yeah. be a long season if that happens.
0: If if the offensive line is so bad that this offense has trouble scoring. That's going to happen because Jimbo and Petrino are going to turn on each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Players are going to start pointing fingers. Um, Next thing you know, this thing's all going to come unraveled. So I agree. If the offensive line is so poor, so poor that this offense struggles early in the season, it's going to lead to a seven or less game wins. Wins. Oh,
1: absolutely. Because I mean, there's plenty of games out there that we could lose. There's, oh, yeah. you know, I've, I was talking to my buddy today on the phone, and he, we went through at least five games that, you know, Alabama, LSU, Ole Miss, Arkansas, uh, even the Miami game could be a toss-up right now. You know, if our team plays like they did last year,
0: and let me be clear, I don't expect that Tennessee. to happen. I don't Tennessee expect too. that to happen. Yeah, but it, it could real quick.
1: Uh, Absolutely.
0: You want to throw out a quick uh uh a quick pub for uh where where we're doing Saturday, game day Saturday this this uh for game for the New Mexico game? Have we talked about it? Are we gonna do carnies? Uh,
1: I don't know. We haven't talked about it. This is all a surprise. I never know. Maybe carnies, right? Maybe car well, we're gonna have a cool. pod before that, so we'll let people know before. We'll have now. a pod next week to announce that we might have, we might start doing more pods a week instead of just one.
0: Could be Angry Elephant. Could be. All right. Could be Twin Peaks. Who knows? Here we go. Question number two. Coach with the most pressure on AM staff this season? All of them. All of them. Every
1: coach on the staff is going to get fired if we don't win at least, what, nine games?
0: Uh, Yeah. There's going to be a new coaching staff. You're right. I mean, all (laughs) – most of them will get fired if we don't win at least nine games. You're correct. Starting uh, with Jimbo, I'm not sure about
1: the offensive coordinator, but I'm sure the defensive coordinator's gone. I'd fire him. The offensive line coach, fire. Durkin and Adazio. There's, there's my. What
0: about Jimbo? Man, Jimbo's contract. Jimbo's contract. He's no, got I'm no pressure. Up. Guaranteed up. money. Shut. Up. Who cares?
1: He does. He's a he's a guaranteed loser if he loses
0: this season. He's a guaranteed well, loser. All I'm saying is, even no, if we, they fire, we, him, we need better than that. Even if they fire him, he's going to walk away with another seventy million dollars. I'm sure he's going to be quite happy. Okay, let's say we do
1: fire Jimbo after the season. I'm just saying, what if? Who would you like to see come coach the Aggies?
0: Um, you know, there, there's 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 some anybody got- anybody you want. You can say Nick Saban. I don't give a shit. I mean, if you're telling me anybody I want, I'm going Kirby yeah. Smart.
1: Kirby Smart, okay.
0: Now uh, Kirby's Kirby never leaving Georgia, so don't worry about
1: it. What about the coach of Tennessee? You wouldn't take him? I, I
0: mean, I'd think about it. You know who I'd probably I'd probably think about beforehand? Dan Lanning. At Oregon. What who's about Lincoln Riley? Got SEC what, ties.
1: What about Lincoln Riley?
0: No, I don't want Lincoln. Why? Even well, even, even though don't get me wrong, that dude would come over here with this group of wide receivers. Man, can you imagine that he, offense?
1: You don't think he'd make Connor a Heisman hopeful? He's what he's hundred percent, like three or four. Oh, how 100%. many Heisman guys have won under him? they got like three or four Heisman's under him.
0: Hundred percent. So I'm just
1: telling you, he plays what? to his talent like coaches should do.
0: And you, oh, well. USC bottom bottom like a ten million dollar home, so that you'd have to throw that on top of the salary. Oh, that's nothing in College Station, Corey. All right, <laughs> you have to you have to buy all of College Station for that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Giga Maggie's AP C money signing out from the tailgate. Adios.